Welcome to the James River Church Podcast. You're about to hear another inspirational message from Pastor John Lindell. It's our prayer that this message is an encouragement and blessing to your life. Welcome to James River Christmas. If you're new, this is your first time. We're so glad that you're here. We're here to just celebrate Christmas at the start of the Christmas season. And especially along the way to celebrate the reason for the season. And the reason, though there are a lot of traditions and a lot of things that are wonderful, the reason for the season is that God came down into a broken humanity and he did what only he can do and he brought the power to deliver us, to save us from our sin. And it makes all the difference in the world. When God comes down into a person's situation, dynamic, miraculous, powerful things happen. At that first Christmas, when God came down into Zechariah, this godly old priest, he and his wife Elizabeth passed the years of bearing children, never had a child, no doubt prayed and prayed they would have one. But when God came down, an angel announced God had heard their prayers and they would have a son in their old age. God came down, miraculous things happened. When God came down to Joseph, Joseph had a series of dreams, four different dreams where angels gave him instructions, where angels guided his decisions. When God comes down, he leads us, he guides us. When God came down to the wise men, they saw what no one else saw. They saw the glory of God in the heavens from hundreds of miles away. When God comes down, we see what human eyes cannot see. They followed the star. All of Jerusalem didn't even see it, but these wise men followed the star to Bethlehem. When God comes down, extraordinary things happen. This is, this is the, the awesome wonder of Christmas, that God came down to us, and on this Sunday morning, God has come down to you where you're at, regardless of where you're at in your spiritual journey, God comes down, Emmanuel. That's what the prophet said. His name shall be called Emmanuel, which means what? God with us, God came down. That's what Christmas is all about. And when you go to Luke chapter one, we see in the life of Mary, some very interesting things that tell us what it means when God comes down into our life. I wanna give you four of them. Number one, when God comes down, he comes to show us favor. In Luke chapter one and verse 28, Gabriel, he's an angel, a mighty angel. He's the messenger angel. He appeared to her and said, greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. When God comes, he comes to show us his favor. How, how would we define favor? Some translations say grace, but a good definition of favor is this, excessive kindness. God wants to show people kindness. God wants to show people his goodness. God wants to show excessive kindness to every person in this room. The issue is, will we open our heart and allow him to do it? 
Will we acknowledge his presence in our lives? Will we acknowledge his ability to work in our lives? Will we acknowledge who he is and what he can do in our lives? And when we do, we see the favor of God. I don't know what you've heard about God, but let me just, for wherever you are in your spiritual journey, give you a principle about God that I think is absolutely essential to walking with God, knowing God, experiencing God's favor, and it's this. God is good, and he does good. The psalmist says that in Psalm 119 and verse 68. God desires to do good to people. God wants to show people his goodness. Sometimes he does it directly where we don't see any human agency or interaction. It's just some things happen in our life and we see how good God is. Other times God uses people. That's the beauty of a church that God uses all of us together to be his hand extended to people, to see with his eyes and, and to be able to speak as it were his words to people to show them his favor. One of the things I love about our season of giving, which if you knew, it's, it really goes from the middle of November on through Christmas, where we help thousands of people, and it's a way of showing them the kindness of God, the favor of God. Would you like to help me do that this morning? Come on. It's part of what we do here. I'm going to ask Shelly Mucky to come onto the platform. Let's give it up for Shelly. We're so glad you made it today. And is this Haley? Yes. yes. So Shelly is a mother of two children, and this is Haley. And I know that because of Haley's medical needs, you guys have to do a lot of traveling, and you got to go out of state and all of that. And then your car's not been doing very good. In fact, this morning, it wouldn't start. So we know that you need a car. And so what we want to do is right now, we want to give you this Chevy Malibu. Come on. Pastor Justin has the keys. And we want to give you the keys here. This car will get you around, won't it? That's awesome. What do you think, Haley? Do you like it? It's pretty good, isn't it? And then we've got a gift from the church. We want to give you $1,000 to help you with your bills, to help you with Christmas. We love you so much. Come on, let's give her a big round of applause. Merry Christmas from James River Church, and it's evidence of God's favor, right? When God comes, he comes to show us favor. Second, when God comes, he comes to remove fear. He comes to remove fear. Look at it in verse 28. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Now let me just say this. What brings about God's favor in a person's life is when they reach out to God and they draw close to God. The Bible says when we draw close to God, he draws close to us. Does everybody know the favor of God? The answer is to one degree, there's a common grace. He causes it to rain on the just and the unjust. So in one sense, we could say everybody experiences some measure of God's favor. If you have the breath of life in your lungs, that's the result of God's favor. And yet at the same time, 
There is a favor from the Lord that comes with walking close to God. There is a favor from the Lord that comes with opening our heart to the Lord. There is a favor that comes into our life, an excessive kindness, a preferential treatment. When you and I begin to get close to God, God gets close to us. The angel says, greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. This is a woman who had a heart after God. Therefore, God comes close to her. And I want you to notice a part of what his favor does. His favor dispels fear. Boy, do we need that in our day. People are filled with with anxiety. People are depressed at a rate that we have not seen in decades. 57% of people in their 20s are report being filled with anxiety, filled with depression. Over age 30, 42%. It's the highest it's ever been. But when God comes into a situation, his first words are, fear not, don't be afraid. In fact, when he comes, he comes to bring peace. That's a part of what his favor does. The angel said that in Luke chapter two and verse 14, the angel said, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. What happens when God comes into our situation, fear dissipates and peace is there. His peace, peace in the midst of problems, peace that helps us to know that he is with us and he's going before us and he's gonna help us and he's gonna work. It's it's peace that passes understanding, the Bible says. There's a third thing that happens when God comes near. When God comes near, he comes to do the miraculous. He loves to do the supernatural. He loves to do what is impossible for us because what is impossible for us is not impossible for him. In verse 31, the angel says to her, you will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus, means savior. In verse 34, Mary asked the angel, how can this happen? I'm a virgin, I've never had sexual relations with a man. And the angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and he'll be called the Son of God. That's miraculous from start to finish. And then as if to say to Mary, Mary, listen, miracles happen. God is doing miraculous things. He says, what's more, your relative Elizabeth, her cousin, has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she's now in her sixth month. Here's what happens when God comes into our life. There is a sense where Here's how things used to be, but now here's how things are. It used to be that that I was in this situation, but now I'm in this situation. Paul calls it being a new creation where the old passes away and everything becomes new. It's miraculous, it's powerful, it's supernatural. It's something only God can do. 
You know, at times people look at their life and they say, well, you know what, I just don't know if God can really help me because my problems are big. And, and if we focus on our problems, it, what happens over time, if that's all we think about, our problems become bigger than God. But when we begin to see the size of God, when we begin to look at him and we invite him into our situation, his supernatural power begins to work in our life and it changes things. He's a God who does the impossible. In Luke chapter one and verse 37, the angel says, for nothing is impossible with God. Absolutely nothing is impossible. God comes into Mary's situation. He brings his favor. He dispels any fear. He begins to announce the supernatural. And that leads to a fourth thing I want you to notice. God comes so we'll put our faith in him. Ultimately, that's what it's all about. Ultimately, Mary has a choice. She's hearing something that is absolutely unimaginable to her. I mean, honestly, how do you understand what the angel says in verse 34 and 35? The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come on you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. How in the world can she understand that? I would suggest to you that she doesn't understand it. Sometimes people think that in order for God to work in their life, they have to figure it out first. And the fact of the matter is that when God works in the way he works, it's often beyond our understanding. In Isaiah, he says this, your ways aren't my ways. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. God works in ways you and I cannot begin to imagine. And if you wait until you can figure it out and understand it, you'll never see him do the supernatural in your life. Starting with changing your life, saving you, working powerfully. The issue then isn't for Mary to figure out what the angel is saying. The issue for Mary is to decide if she's in or out unbelieving. It's interesting, you look in verse 38, Mary responds, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. Can you imagine a girl in her day, maybe 12 years old, maybe 13 years old, being told she's going to conceive, she's gonna have a son, she's gonna be pregnant out of wedlock. In that society, that could cost her her life. Mary doesn't say, well, tell me how this is going to work before I tell you if I'm in. No, Mary says, God, I trust you, and I believe you're a good God who does good things. And when I can't understand, I can know this. Whatever you do is good. Whatever you have for me is good. We read the last verse in that section. You are blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what he said. The blessing is not an understanding or figuring out what God's going to do. The blessing is entrusting him to do what you and I could never imagine. And when you and I put our faith in God, it introduces his power into our life that absolutely 
supernaturally, miraculously changes us, turns us into a different person. I've met people, in fact, I'm going to share the, a testimony with you in just a moment. And one of the things that Emily says in this testimony is, I didn't want anything to do with God. And yet in a moment when she needed help and they knew, they'll say this, there was nothing in this world, there was no power in this world that could rescue us from the circumstance we were in. In that moment, the person who didn't want anything to do with God turned to God and God radically, powerfully, not only saved them, but healed them and changed their life into something they never could have imagined. That's what happens when God comes in to our life. Let's watch it. It's the story of John and Emily. Hi, my name's John. This is my wife, Emily. We attend James River West Campus. John and I worked at the hospital together. He started to come into work um, during the day and pretend, yeah, he was pretending like he was there for some like online education and then he'd come and, and come and sit with me. <laughs> it's one of those things like I kind of knew. I felt like we were going to get married within like a week. <laughs> I really did. And six months go by and he gets on one knee in front of my fireplace and I said yes. Everything we did for fun involved drinking. Um, we wouldn't want to go anywhere if it didn't at least serve alcohol to have a drink or so, even if it wasn't an excess. There was uh, lots of rough times though. Um, we or took rough times came eventually. Yeah. John and I both struggle with anxiety to the point where it's extremely crippling in any situation we put ourselves in. And we ended up finding that drugs and alcohol took all that anxiety and feelings away. Those casual times having drinks, which turned into once every week or two to once every day to whenever, um, to getting way out of control. I just remember feeling like we were just in this dark hole and we were trying to get out and we were trying to get out and we couldn't and we just kept numbing it. When he was under the influence, I felt scared. He was unpredictable. He would get angry very easily. Just was very unhappy with, with life. I guess I was coping with that and trying to just make reasons for that mm -hmm. and just to fill that void. We would just get in fights randomly, usually over me drinking too much. Um, and I did, I would go a lot. We were just stressed trapped. and angry and trapped. We were using every day. We were drinking every night and arguing and cops were called. Things just kept getting worse and worse and worse. Everything we, we tried and attempted to stop or slow down would, was never enough. It would always cycle right back around. I definitely hated myself. Um, and I did for a long time. I'd even get mad at God sometimes. I thought he bailed on me and just, you know, maybe I did too much stuff that was wrong and uh, I lost my chance a long time ago. And I really didn't want anything to do with God. Which finally led to kind of one, we had one fight one night and I it was four or five o'clock in the morning when I got home and uh, I couldn't sleep and I, I destroyed the house. Um, I threw, I forget what it was, something through the wall in the bedroom. Um, I broke pictures. 
I broke pretty much anything that was related to us two together. I remember that morning I got a phone call from John saying, hey, I'm leaving, I'm getting a U-Haul. I mean, we really hit rock bottom. Something out of our power had to come down in our life and take over because nothing else could have. Around Christmas time, we went to James River Church. You walk in the doors and you can tell that God is there. And really for me, it was listening to the sermon. I felt like I was getting told truth. It was just honest preaching from the Word of God. Sitting in the church service and, you know, Pastor John said, hey, does anyone, you know, want to come down and give their life to the Lord? I felt like everything in my past I could just leave behind. And I just remember having my head bowed and tears were running down my face. And I just, I immediately raised my hand. I was ready from the start. When they said, raise your hand, I was like, <laughs> I think it was the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. He just, it was just. After uh, all the prayers we just had, he grabbed our shoulder and said, go. We didn't wait. We got baptized that day. Ever since that moment, our life has completely changed. Bottom line, our marriage has been restored, our family life, our relationship with our children has been really? just completely restored. It's like we've truly been healed from the inside out. Like an empty hole has been filled up. Yeah. There's a sense of joy we have in our daily life that everything's gonna be all right. There's not a substance on this planet that can make you feel the way God does. No. Without a doubt, the best decision we have ever made in our life. Isn't that amazing? Such a great story, and like any story, there's so much more that if we told you, if that didn't blow you away, you'd be even more just taken back by the grace of God and the power of God to change somebody's life. But I mean, listen to what they said. Emily said, we were in a hole, we were trying to crawl out, we couldn't get out. John's saying, I hate myself, and there's a void I, I can't fill. There's an emptiness that's there. Emily's saying, I don't want anything to do with God, not knowing what God would do in their life if they just opened their heart to Him. And then at the end, saying their life changed here, 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 they name all these areas where their life changed. And the last thing she says, I think is so instructive for this moment for every single person in this room is, it's the best decision we could have ever made. The best decision.